0: Coming up. He want to get us focusing on what we don't have versus what we do have. Right. He wants to get us focusing on what we can't do versus what we can do. He wants us to get focused on opportunities we've missed yeah. versus the opportunities that we've used. He wants to get us focused on the victories and successes and blessings that other folks are having. Instead of thanking God for our own victories, for our own successes, for our own blessings. That's what he does. He wants us to look at God from a negative view.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the fourth message in the series, The Oldest Tricks in the Book, part two
0: that's why it's so important to know God's word for yourself see when you don't know it for yourself and then the devil suggests to you did, is, did God really say that though you know, I don't know that's what Joe said Joe said <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe that's what Joe said he said I I'm not sure you see how now the, the 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 door was the door was cracked open just a little bit then he makes the suggestion and then all you can say was I don't know that's what Joe said now the door just did this. Mm-hmm. But if you had to say it, no, he didn't say it. I read it the other day. The door closes. Right,
2: right. So don't bring that foolishness. Right, so
0: don't bring that foolishness. The yeah. door closes right away. Right. But if you haven't read it for yourself, if you don't know it for yourself, then it just like mm-hmm. opens the door even wider.
2: Yeah, you leave a lot of room, you know, open for doubt and to sneak in. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. So it's important for us to know God's word for ourselves.
2: And we hear, you know, we, we, we have these experiences almost every day or, well, you know, maybe not every day, but, um, you know, a lot because, you know, at work or what have you you hear somebody that will say something that so-called came out of the Bible and you go. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're trying to justify that point. And especially if they know that you're a believer. So they try to use the Bible.
0: Misuse. Right. Be right. Yeah. You know, they
2: they they will quote something and they say, oh, it, it, you know, Bible well, say make your money, right? You know, yeah. you know, something yeah. like that. It's like, no, where does it say that? Yes,
0: okay. that, that's right, dear. <laughs> and so, you know, that's part of the reason why we give you guys outlines. So you you have it on your pay on your on 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 your, on your paper and so you don't have to say well that's what pastor rob said well yes i did say it but i gave you the reference and i read what it says and you can go back and verify whether or not i put the right thing on the paper yeah you just go oh he's supposed to be here and this is like this verse you're reading there genesis 3 1. you see it on your paper you can open up your bible and Verify whether or not that's really what right. the word says. This is why part of the reason why we give you outlines, yeah. so that you can verify Amen. the word of God. See it and read it for yourself, and don't just listen to what I say. Is saying mm-hmm. you can have it for cross referencing and future referencing. Yeah. There's so many uh, uh, misquotes of the Bible, as my wife was saying out there. You know stuff like. Money is the root of all evil. Hmm. When that's not what the scripture says, it, it says the love the love of money is a root of evil, hmm. right? right? Right. And then there are folks that said that Adam and Eve ate the apple. Hmm. The Bible don't say it was an apple; it says it was a fruit. fruit. Yeah. So these are the things. Some of the things that are out there, mm-hmm. and the devil even altered or influenced the altering of the word of God in Eve's mind. And it was just two of them, <laughs> just two people. Two people
2: yeah. It's
0: just two people. Oh. And so it wasn't like, you know, that long chain of you, 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 tell somebody the something
2: telephone game.
0: Telephone game. Yeah. It wasn't like, and then you, by the time you get to the 30th or yeah. 40th person, the story has changed. Yeah. It was just two of them. yeah, And the story changed already. <laughs> and it wasn't It wasn't Adam's words, it was what God had said.
2: Yeah, what God said.
0: And Eve changed it up. Look what it says here in Genesis 3, 2, and 3. The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, look, she says, and she says emphatically, do you hear here? She says, But God did say, You must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. Mm -hmm. She says, God said that Mm -hmm. and she got it partly right, but not fully right. Mm -hmm. You see, she said, you must not eat fruit from the tree in the middle and you must not touch it. Mm -hmm. She said, God said that. But look here what God said to Adam and this this is what God has said. Genesis 2, 8 and 9. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil mm-hmm. y'all see that yeah. she said you can't eat of the tree in the middle mm-hmm. but we see here god says the scripture says that god put two trees in the middle not one mm-hmm. there were two right in the middle right she said it was just one right in the middle And then look what it says here in Genesis 2, 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil for you. If when you eat from it, you will certainly die. So as I said earlier, she turned two trees in the middle to one tree in the middle. And she said two knots when God only gave one knot, Mm -hmm. right? She says, she said not to, not to eat of the tree in the middle. And she gave the second knot, which God didn't say, Mm -hmm. and not touch it. Mm -hmm. God didn't say that. So she turned two trees into one and turned one knot into two knots, Mm -hmm. Or do nots, right? Yeah. That's what she did. So the devil had already gotten her to um, mix up the truth of God or what and the accuracy of what God had said. Mm -hmm. And it was just two human beings. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. And so, what this does tell us too. Since she didn't get God's word right, she erred about the truth. So, what that means for us today, since we know that we have, since Christ died and rose, and we are now indwelled with the Spirit of God, this means she wasn't being led by the Spirit, and neither will we be if we not getting God's word, God's truth, right. Mm-hmm. That's not being led by the spirit. That needs to resonate with us. Because look what it says here in John 16, 13. And this is Jesus talking. He says, uh, but when the spirit of truth comes, talking about the Holy Spirit, he will lead you into all truth. That's what it says. So the fact that she got her truth, she mixed up the truth. She said she wasn't led by the spirit. Same will be true for us. If we mix up the truth. That ain't being led by the spirit. Because yeah. Jesus said the spirit will lead you to truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He will lead you to truth. And we read and we talked last week about Christ when he fought the devil in the wilderness, how he was led by the spirit. The right. fact the spirit led him into the wilderness to fight the devil. Yeah. To be tempted. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we are led by the Spirit because it is being led by the Spirit in which we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh, the Bible tells us. The, f- yeah. the fourth oldest trick in the book is he often will introduce a negative view of God. Mm-hmm. He often will introduce a negative view of God.
2: Yeah.
0: See, he wants us to look at God through a negative lens mm-hmm. instead of a positive lens. Mm-hmm. That's what the enemy wants to do. Yeah. Look what he goes on to say, Genesis 1, 3, 1. We're still in that same verse, y'all. Yeah. All of these tricks is in, in this same verse. Look what it goes on to say. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? You see what he did? Amen. He put a knot in here. He he referenced God's words in a, from a negative perspective. When God really said what He said from a positive perspective, mm-hmm. he wants to influence our lives to ponder God's word and things of God from a negative lens. That's what he wants to do. He wants to get us focusing on he want to get us focusing on what we don't have versus what we do have
2: right
0: He wants to get us focusing on what we can't do versus what we can do. Mm-hmm. He wants us to get focused on opportunities we've missed yeah. versus the opportunities that we've used. He wants to get us focused on the victories and successes and blessings that other folks are having instead of thanking God for our own victories, yeah, for our own successes, yeah. for our own blessings. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. He wants us to look at God from a negative view. Yeah,
2: That's
0: one of his oldest tricks
2: amen
0: got us amen. comparing ourselves with other folk comparing our wives with other folks' wives comparing <laughs> our husbands with other folks' husbands comparing our houses with other folks' houses amen. jobs and cars and y'all know the whole is it's long and he and we're looking at it when we're looking at it from a negative lens he wants us to look at it like oh god gave them that why did he get that to me yeah all of that kind of stuff get into our psyche
1: mm-hmm.
0: That's the enemy. That's the enemy. And you got to be aware of it. You got to know what he does and how he he uses these tricks. That's right. Oldest trick. And one of the oldest tricks in the book, y'all. The fifth oldest trick is he often will suggest that humble obedience to God is not necessary. (laughs) He'll suggest that you don't have to do what God say, really. You really don't. It's inconsequential. Nothing's gonna really happen. Remember, you, you just said the other day. did, it, did anything happen? To do, <laughs> you know? And he and he got you thinking, yeah, I guess, I guess God, I guess nothing happens. <laughs> just, that's what he wants us to think. Look what happened here in Genesis 3:4. Because Eve, remember Eve had already told him that God said, you will die. <laughs> Look what it says here. You will not certainly die. <laughs> the serpent said to the woman.
2: Right.
0: He's like, you don't have to worry about what God said will be the consequences. It's not necessary to even think about it. And God will use your friends, your family, your coworkers, to say the same thing That's to you, right. Right. and they'll say stupid stuff, like what they don't know won't hurt them <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, so that means that you can go out and cheat whatever on your on your, whoever it is you're supposed to be being faithful to, as long as you keep it a secret, it, it's all good. That's what the world to tell you, your friends, coworkers, family. Sometimes you may have even told yourself that. Mm -hmm. That's the devil trying to get (laughs) you to think that obeying God's word doesn't matter. It's not even necessary to do Mm -hmm. what God said. He says, you won't certainly die. Oldest trick in the book. One of the oldest tricks in the book. Don't fall for it, y'all.
2: Pastor, trying to help you. The sixth oldest trick in the book
0: is he often will suggest doubt about God's love. Yeah, he'll suggest doubt about God's love. Amen. Look what it says here in Genesis three five. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. <laughs> Y'all see here, let's look deeper and deeper into here. He's saying, first of all, God knows that if you did what he didn't do, you would gain, you would get something. You, your eyes will be open. And you'll be like God. So, in other words, he's making it seem like God doesn't want what's best for you.
2: Right, right.
0: It's like it's good for. He's suggesting it's good for your eyes to be open. In fact, you'll be like God by doing this. And God knows it. Oh, so God is. You mean God is intentionally keeping in this, keeping this from me? And right. then it the the undergird of of that is of the notion that's undergirding that is that God doesn't really care about right. you that God doesn't really right. love you if He's withholding something good from me right right that's that's the the impression He wants you to get mm-hmm. that God knows it and He's intentionally keeping something that's good from you
2: right
0: Man. which makes you doubt God's love and care for you. Mm-hmm. This was one of the oldest tricks oldest in the book tricks. from the devil y'all Remember we talked when we talked about Christ in the, in, 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 in his uh, fight with the devil in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. We talked that just before he was led by the spirit to the wilderness God had spoken and said, this is my son. In whom I love, I love, and, and who I'm who I who I love and who I'm well pleased, he said. Amen. So Jesus went into the wilderness with a declared and a proclaimed uh fact that God loved him. Yeah. That's right. And we should go out knowing God loves me. Mm-hmm. And when the devil suggests these kinds of things, he's trying to put doubt in your mind, in your spirit about God's love. Amen. This is one of his oldest tricks in the book.
2: Yeah, and that's a big one. Yes. That's a big one because people often, you know, don't understand how deep God's love is for us. Yes. You know, how deep, how wide, you know, they listen to all kinds of stuff people say about them, lies, you know, it could be somebody close to you and it's just a lie. The enemy is just using them to tell you a lie. Yeah. But God loves you, you know, God cares.
0: Absolutely. Amen. I shared with y'all before how uh, when well, my son—I don't know—he's probably three or four years old at the time, and um, he was in the bed sleeping. I took him; he had fell asleep somewhere else, and I took him in his room and laid him down. And so I was just standing over him, watching him sleep, and I was—I got overwhelmed with the love I had for him. I just was overwhelmed with it. So oh, I love this dude. And then some came to me, as I was in the midst of all the love I have for him. It dawned in my spirit mm-hmm. that God loves him even more than what you're yeah. feeling right now, Robert. Yeah.
2: Yep, <laughs> you can't even you can't even begin to understand the love that God has for him. And yes. it
0: and it and it just it gave me a it gave me a deeper perspective of of the Father's love because I was. Mm-hmm. I was caught up in my, in my love for him as his father. Yeah. And then it made me think about, well, what about God's a father and God's father love and God is his father. right? And I'm like, right. yeah, God loves him even more than what I just was overwhelmed
2: with. Right. Right. Cause you, you know, you have your limited knowledge and how to care for this child that you love so much. Yeah. And God loves him and you so much. <laughs> and he knows the future he knows you know your past he knows everything so there's so much more love he can pour into you yeah you know he knows what's more what's more better for you than you know yourself so that's right yeah that's right it's amazing it's amazing love
0: yeah and so the devil wants to cast doubt Amen. on god's love make us say god i thought you loved me
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That is ludicrous to say about God.
2: Yeah. And so this takes us to our last point.
0: And that is, he knows, the devil knows, we will likely yield to temptation when we have been disarmed. Mm-hmm. When we have been disarmed, he knows that will likely lead to, tem- to yielding to temptation because he's taken away our weapons. He now can shoot at us and we can't shoot back.
2: Yeah.
0: He can now punch at us and we can't punch back because he's taken away the weapons. He's got us. He got us. And we talked about um, four weapons that Jesus used last week and a couple of weeks before that that Jesus used. And when the devil wants to disarm us, so what he typically does is disarm us first, and then he presents the temptation because we can't, we don't, we, we lost our fight back. Mm -hmm. So he wants to take away. He wants us not to be mindful of the truth. Yeah. And the truth is God's word. He said, he wants to get us to the point where he's got us not even thinking about God's word. And then he don't want us to be mindful of God's love. And then he don't want us to be led by the Spirit. He want to get us to the point where we're not being led by the Spirit. Right,
2: right, right. yeah.
0: And then he want us not to be humble enough and willing enough to be obedient to God. Mm-hmm. He want to get us to that place where we're we're not we're lacking humility, and we're not in a mindset to obey. And when he's done that, taking away our love for God at the moment, mm-hmm. our, our sense of love, our thoughts of love for God and, and God's love for us, our willingness to be obedient when he's taken away our, our, our uh, 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 remember, memory or our application of God's word and understanding of God's word when he's taken away us being led by the spirit Mm -hmm. he knows we're we're open now because we can't punch back that's right and then the temptation flows in Mm
2: -hmm. because
0: then he knows that usually at that point we yield Mm -hmm. to the temptation Mm -hmm. amen this is what he does Mm -hmm. that's what happened in our text Look how the text flows now. Now that he's he's removed the weapons. Look what Genesis 3, 6, and 7 says. When the woman saw the fruit of the of the the fruit of the tree was good for food, lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. good for food, and pleasing to the eye, lust of the eyes, and also desirable for gaining wisdom. Pride of life. You're gonna gain something, which means you can increase your status, your, 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 uh, uh, your, your adoration, your where you stand, what you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've moved up the ladder because you are wiser now, right? Pride of life. And once you're all that's happening, he opens up the floodgates, the pathways of lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. After disarming her, she took some and ate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Mm-hmm. He ate
2: it, man.
0: Oldest tricks in the book. Mm-hmm. Then their eyes, verse seven, then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Y'all see how it all played out.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oldest tricks in the book. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to challenge you today to not let him employ Deploy these tricks that we are clearly seeing today. How he wants to gain entry from outside subjects. How he he wants to um, attack the one with the least amount of experience. How he wants to challenge the veracity or the truth of God's word and how he wants to introduce a negative view of God to you and then he wants to um, make you think that obeying God is not necessary
3: and then he wants to bring doubt in your mind about the love of God and then he starts to move in the temptations. Don't fall for it.
1: You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert.
3: You may have never said yes to jesus christ do you know that god loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin if you're ready to say yes to the love that god showed pray this prayer lord god i admit that i've sinned against you i believe that jesus christ died for my sin. And i commit my life to you i ask that you come into my life come into my heart take control transform me into the character of your son jesus christ amen if you prayed that prayer i want to be the first to welcome you to the family of god and i want to encourage you to find a church Where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and to other believers. God bless
1: you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf.org to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time.
0: You, you know, you, you, you think you're living and, and, and you're experiencing things in life and for you, it all seems innocent. You know, the experience, the groups you're with, but there's a con- some conditioning happening that's, that's getting us primed to be tempted.
1: Thank you for listening.